What's good, everybody? It's Justin Miller. You know me. You know who I am. You know what podcast this is. I want to take the time right now to say thank you for those who have been avid listeners, those who have made this podcast a part of your life, those who have made this podcast a part of your routine, and those who have implemented some of the things that we have talked about and discussed in this podcast. I want to say thank you for those of you who may be new to this podcast. This may be your first time listening to an episode. This may be your first time hearing about us. Um, I want to say thank you and welcome to the family. Um, uh, as usual, I have to say thank you to you guys because without you, this is just a dream and dreams without action are just what they are. They're dreams, but reality is support. Reality is participating. Reality is putting those things into action that you want to see happen in your life. And so I want to thank you guys for taking the time to make me a part of your life and for me to just be a small nugget that you can hear. Um, we still, we, we, we always, I like to always ask you guys to go to the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hit that follow button. Give us a follow. Give us a shout out. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what we could be doing better. Let us know what you don't like that much of, and uh, let us know how we can improve. Uh, also, if you listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or any uh, platform, Google Play, what have you, and you hit this podcast, be sure to leave us some feedback and um just let us know what just let me know what you think and um and uh that that's about it uh for the most part i mean uh, for the podcast and a lot of things that, that that are done with legends of athletics right now um i'm the primary person that's doing them so i would like to know and get some feedback on what could be done better um if you're looking for us on instagram follow us at legends of athletics 19 uh, Legends of Athletics 19. If you uh, look for us on Facebook, Legends of Athletics. On Twitter, it's Legends of Ath. And if you just want to email us, Legends of Athletics 19 at gmail.com. Um, we also have some shirts for sale right now. We still have merchandise for sale. We have a few shirts. We have some wristbands for sale. And we also are working on some new designs, guys. I know I have been talking to you guys about that for a little while now. Uh, we're working on new designs, and we have we have the designs, but we also have to match the design with the material, and that I have to work with uh, with the people who print off my shirts and stuff like that for that. And um, I've just been trying out some of these new materials and things like that. And um, although some of the designs are great, we have to go back to the drawing board on some of the materials and some of the things that we are going to use because it's one thing to be uh, to just have the shirts and just put out a lot of stuff, but it's nothing to put out quality things. And that's what I, I would like to be uh, known for is putting out quality over quantity. And so with that, guys, I hope I did not uh, run, it, run any of our new listeners off with all of that, 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 uh, that speech. But um, with that, we're going to jump right into this, this, uh, this episode and right into the meat of what, uh, what we're going to discuss for tonight. Um, what I want to talk to you guys about, not whatever, what I want to talk to you guys about today is isometrics, isometrics and how we can use these, these tools and in, in our movement patterns to help us become better lifters, to help us become stronger athletes, to help us become, um, just better in our movement patterns get over some sticking points, things like that. So with that, um, what are isometrics? Isometrics are basically um, holding um, a, an object, holding a weight, what have you, within a certain fixed position for uh, an, uh, an allotted amount of, of time. Um, and that's the, the summation, the, the general broad term of what an isometric is. Uh, for what we're talking about today, we're talking about it in the terms of weightlifting and how we can use these isometrics to benefit um, of, of adding isometrics into what you do. Um, so when you look at a lot of 
older bodybuilders, a lot of older athletes, things like that. Isometrics were built into the routine um, on a regular basis, on, on a very regular, regular basis. Over time, um, you don't see people performing isometrics as much. Actually, isometrics are more on the back end, and I would say that plyometrics are on the front end. Plyometrics and high intensity movements. We've talked about it. I talked. I've talked about that in previous uh, episodes. If you go back to the Hit versus List uh, podcast, um, you can hear some of those things in there. But the isometrics have been kind of pushed to the side because it's not high intensity. People don't look at it as being high intensity. And so therefore it doesn't to the eye, it doesn't look like it has a lot of benefit to any person, but isometrics has a a, a great amount of benefits. It has a very, if you add this to your routine and your training program and your regimen, you can get a, a, a lot of benefits from it. So what are some of those benefits you can get from isometrics? Well, I alluded to one of these points earlier that it can help you get over sticking, sticking points or weak points within your lift. And so uh, with getting over sticking points, of course, when we have more muscle, we have better leverage. When we have better leverage, we can get through sticking points easier. With leverage and muscle, uh, the way those things work together is that if you have bigger muscles, you don't have the the range of motion um, in a sense is cut down because you don't have to move quite as much, but you also have better leverage because you are at a great advantage, um, greater advantage within the power groove to move a, a certain muscle, a certain weight because of your muscles being able to work um, and coordinate together um, as one. Um, but getting over sticking points is one. Increasing strength is another. We can also use this in hypertrophy as well. There is not a lot of scientific backing for the use of isometrics and hypertrophy work, but when you look into it um, deeper and delve into it, nobody has looked into it in, in it this deep, but a certain a, a few people within the fitness community have looked into this, and when you do it for a certain amount of time where you can build up lactic acid, you can increase that time under tension, and you can increase the mechanical growth hormones that are released into the muscle, uh, allow your body to flex and you know increase all of that within the muscle or or muscle group that you are working then we can add that into into trying to get some benefits from hypertrophy work now you will not get the same amount of benefits from from doing just isometric solely alone to to achieve hypertrophy um that you would if you were just lifting you know going for 12 to 15 20 reps plus uh at a, with a certain weight but you can get some benefits from that um, <clears throat> it also increases our ability to recruit more muscle fibers. Um, I, I, on average, uh, us walking around, I'm putting myself in there, uh, but the average human being walking around who, who has not participated in weightlifting for, uh, for their lifetime, um, can only use 40% of the muscle out, the muscle recruitment output, um, in everyday strength. So, our body has natural protective uh, mechanisms, so we don't use too much of our muscle recruitment um, to protect it, to protect ourselves against ourselves. So <clears throat> we have to work um, in the weight room in order to increase that percentage and increase the output uh, as far as as far as tearing down those muscle fibers or rebuilding them so heavy and so heavy. Um, <clears throat> and that's that's what we get. So with an Olympic lifter. They can use up to 95 plus percent, 90 plus percent 
um, of their uh, muscle recruitment um, to give them a greater output, which is why they're able to perform better. And the body's preventative mechanisms are lessened because they have repeated, repeatedly put themselves under this certain um, stress and stimulus and, and expose themselves to that stimulus for so many times that the body naturally accommodates and um, assimilates into what they're doing. So that's what we want to work on, right? So with isometric holes or isometrics, we have two types of isometrics that that are the main uh, the main types without getting into the subtypes yet, but the main types we have overcoming isometrics and we have yielding isometrics. Now, yielding isometrics are fairly common to everybody because we've all probably performed them at some point, whether that be in gym class or whether that be uh, with a team lift, so forth, so have you. We've all performed yielding isometric holes at some point. Um, the uh, uh, wall sits are, are are an example of of yielding isometrics. Um, holding, uh, if you've lifted weights for a while, uh, if you were a, a two hundred fifty pound bench presser, and let's say you put two three hundred pounds on the bar, and you got somebody to take the bar off the rack, and you held it over your chest for you know maybe 10 well maybe 20 plus seconds then that's an example and that's an example of a yielding isometric hold maybe you were doing medicine ball squats and you stopped in the middle of the squat at a 90 degree angle and held it for a, a lot of a lotted amount of time that's an example of a yielding isometric hold so those are examples of yielding isometric holds and we also have Overcoming isometric holes. So overcoming isometrics is where we we place the bar or we place an object against something that's immovable, and we push or pull against that object that's immovable. And so that is an example of 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 those. So we would use something like a power rack, or we would use a wall or something like that, and press against it as much as we can. And and when you're doing those overcoming um isometric uh isometric holes it'll take us three to five seconds in order to build up to that tension that we need and then three to five seconds of holding that tension on out and um that's an example of overcoming isometrics now overcoming isometrics are great for building strength because they allow us to recruit so many muscle fibers uh, as we're holding that that weight um at a certain thing a uh, certain uh position and it's great for building strength. Um, it's great for building strength, uh, but it's not something ideal that we would use for build, for hypertrophy work. So if we were trying to add muscle or add size, we would not uh, necessarily get that benefit from uh, overcoming isometrics. Now, with yielding isometrics, we could get that benefit because with yielding isometrics, we could hold that weight uh, under that we could increase our time under tension from about 15 to 20 seconds till we could go 45 seconds to 90 seconds and we can go there with it. So we increase the time under tension, which when we increase the time under tension, it builds up the lactic acid. And it, it decreases the oxygen within the muscle, which allows that muscle to break down and have to rebuild itself, excuse me, rebuild itself back up. And so when it rebuilds and re breaks down and repairs itself, it's going to come back bigger and stronger to adapt to the stimulus that you just put it under. 
So <clears throat> that's that's kind of like the the um the examples that I feel like are very clear so you guys can kind of understand what it is that I'm saying. Now, <clears throat> you know, it's not a long drawn out. This is not a long drawn out um podcast, but you know, with isometrics it's very self-explanatory. Um, I mean, they they have so many benefits. Like I said before, they help us. It, it, they can help us get over those sticking points. So how could I use the isometrics to help me get past the sticking point, right? So if I'm <clears throat> doing bench press, we'll use bench press for example, right? Um, so if I'm doing bench press and the bottom of the bench press is where I'm the weakest at. So when I take the bar off the rack and I'm coming down to my chest, and when I come up from my chest, that that first maybe two to five inches uh, off the chest is is where I'm weak at and I'm not getting a lot of power output until I get to the halfway point and above, then I would do isometrics right there. I would add a weight that I'm uh, that's heavy and something that I, I'm able to control for um for 30 seconds to 45 seconds. Um I would add that weight there and take it off the rack and have a partner to spot you, of course. Um, take it off the rack and j because when you, when you do this, you're going to have to have somebody to pull it up off of you when you get done. So I would take it down and hit my chest, of course. And then I would just go up to that two inch or to between that two to five inch, um, portion of my chest. And I would just hold it there and I will hold it there for the, for the amount of time that I have. Uh, that I have given myself now if you get to a point where you can't go that 30 seconds or you can't go that 45 seconds if you can get 20 seconds under that's fine we just try we try we have to get to the 20 second mark though in order to break down those muscle fibers that we're trying to break down and re and, and you know get the benefits of rebuilding that for the next time so hold it there and once we get to 20 seconds bam then you'll you'll press it up and re-rack it and that'll be it now <clears throat> with the overcoming isometrics they're they're very they're not hard to do but they are taxing um on the on the joint so pressing against immovable objects you get great benefits from it that's something that you can add in and maybe do twice a week or two to three days a week for a couple of weeks, but as ever with everything, you have to cycle on and cycle off of it. So I would probably do that for three to four weeks, and then go off of not doing that at all for another three to four weeks to give your joints and stuff like that a rest. Because if you continue to do it to do that, though it's not as taxing on the muscles, um, it taxes the central nervous system, but it's also very taxing on the joints as well. Now with yielding isometrics you don't necessarily have to you don't necessarily get the same um breakdown and you don't necessarily get the same um stress and and um just wear and tear on your joints as with the overcoming isometrics but <clears throat> you can do the you can add these into your routine sprinkle those in as much as you would like again two to three days a week is is more than enough and so those are the the two the two meaty portions of of uh, of the isometrics. Now, um, how can we how how do the isometrics, um, how do those things? How can we add those into our routine? Um, well, you can add them in as you would like. 
Me personally, I like to add isometrics at the last set of an exercise. So if I'm doing squat, because you're getting so much that's gonna be taken away uh like from your, your strength and stuff like that, you don't want to do it in the very beginning. Now, if you do it in the very beginning, you can do it as a as a thing to prime the body and to to develop that mind muscle connection, but I would do it with very light weight one or no weight at all. So <clears throat> if you do it like if I'm getting ready to squat and I notice that when I squat, I'm too quad dominant. Like my quads are activating more than my hamstrings and my glutes. Then I would probably do it then, maybe like 135 or 225 or something like that, and just, you know, hold it, whatever. But that depends on your strength, of course, and just hold it in order to get the glutes and the quads fired. I mean, the glutes and the hamstrings fired up. And that way, when I'm, when I'm doing the, when I get into doing the exercise, I'm not losing strength, but because those things have already been primed, I'm actively, I have the mind-muscle connection, so I'm actively able to um, feel the glutes and the hamstrings firing up and not my quads completely dominating the exercise. And now I can tell you guys firsthand um, that I had to do that with squat because I noticed like with me, like when I squat and I, you know, getting back to the gym now, I like when I when I got in the squat rack, I could squat a lot of weight, but uh, the majority of the weight that I was squatting, I was using my quads more, a lot more than I was using my hamstrings and glutes. Um, because, I mean, you could tell, like, looking at my physique that my glutes and hams were lagging, like, flat or, you know, not just not just pronounced as they should have been for the amount of weight and stuff like that that I was squatting. So, and you can do that, and you can also do, uh, you could do, like, glute bridges, you know, maybe the prime. So, you may... Um, want to get the bar and, you know, lay it across your lap and just, you know, lay lay with your back on the bench and just hold that position and prime the glutes and hamstrings. You know, when you're getting ready to squat, you can use it as a priming tool. But like I said, when you use it as a priming tool, go very light and just use it as something to warm up, not something to fatigue, you know. But if you're using it as far as wanting to gain strength, um, then I would add it for the la for like when I'm doing things and I'm going like on my last set of uh of doing whatever exercise it is that i'm doing so if i'm doing three sets of 12 or four sets of 12 on the bench press then for that last set i'm gonna go um and try to go i, I was not even gonna try i'm gonna go to failure and then on that last one i may go to my sticking point as what i said before make sure you have a spot to go to your sticking point hold that thing there for 20 to 30 seconds let those muscle fibers break down let them tear down and and tear up in there and um and then just press it up and finish the lift and also when you press up you can also do these in a in the um i've been talking about them as far as concentrically so when i'm talking about concentrically i'm talking in the, in the terms of you know the muscles are tight they're shortening and they're fired up the, the muscle bellies are very fat um and and things like that but we can also do them on the, on the eccentric portion so the stretching portion of the muscle so whenever you're you're coming up like like i said on that bench press let's, let's revisit that so if i have somebody spotting me right and i'm coming up on a bench press i don't want to just have them to completely pull the weight off of me but as i'm coming up and those muscles want to just relax keep the chest tight and tensed and press it as much as you can allow and, and this is where it comes to having a good a good partner with you but the spotter should pull the weight at a rate that you can handle but almost lose like they have you in a safe position 
but they're not completely taking it from you. But they are gradually bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up until you get it to the point that you can rack it. Now, it's not comfortable. It's not. But as far as making strength progress and strength gains, these are good things to add into your routine. Um, I also know like when I was doing like last year, I think it was last year, I was preparing um, to try to jump into powerlifting and I wanted to do a meet or whatever. And, you know, for health reasons, I did not get to um, knock that goal down, but that it's not it's never too late. And we're going to revisit that. But um, for me, I would start off, like I said, priming when I was doing my squats and stuff, because. Like I wanted to get the the full benefit, not just to be like a bodybuilder, but get the full benefit of, of the strength of my legs as a whole. So I would prime my, my glutes and hams before I got under the squat rack. And so I would do like lying, uh, uh, lying uh, hamstring curls and I would pull the weight to my to my glutes as as fast as possible because we do need those fast twitch fibers. And like the more fast twitch fibers you have, the stronger you get. So I pull it to my hemp, uh, to my glutes as fast as possible, and then when I lower it, I lower it as slow as possible. So that eccentric phase, I'm really stretching and really just let just letting those uh, those fibers and stuff like that just let them tear up. And so even in that, um, like the last rep or two, I may go pull it up let it get halfway get to a point where i feel like it's very tight and that's a weak point and just hold it there for 10 to 20 seconds then lower it then do it again and excuse me and and do that and um and see great results great strength gains of course from that uh, same thing with the um with the um the overcoming isometrics man getting in the squat rack setting those pins at a good height and um and just pressing against it um another good machine that you could use uh for that if you just don't want to press against the pins or set the pins at a certain height for that squat the smith machine is good just roll it make sure it's locked and you probably want to roll it down to like maybe a notch or two below where you actually trying to go and then raise up and press as hard as you can into the smith machine rack uh without having to do all the work of the setup and so those are a few examples. Um, and you can also add the isometric holes within a set. So like if you have, again, I can use myself, for example, I have la I had lagging biceps for a majority of my life. I had big arms, but my biceps were lagging. So they were very flat um, in appearance. And, and uh, I mean, I had good results as far as like, um, the strength, but they were lacking as far as like the, the full result, I guess I could have got from them. Um, and so adding isometric holes within a set, um, you can get great results. So you may do a set of 12 bicep curls. So it, within that set of 12, we'll do four curls, hold for 20 seconds, make sure we tight and then come back, go back down, do another four, hold 20 seconds, then come back, then go down, do four, and then hold for 10. Uh, with the with the main goal of holding for a total of 50 seconds within the set. So those are a few ways to implement those things into your routine in order to get some of those, um, to get some of those 
those uh those results that you're trying to get but for my athletes and for the general population whatever you feel um whatever you feel like calling yourself but for you that may be lagging in a certain area or you may have a weak point or you may be wanting to add strength man the yielding isometrics are great overcoming isometrics for strength are great um if you are trying to you know the more muscle we have the more the better our metabolism is so the more muscle the more food you can eat and the more your body burns it um of course we got to eat the right things but the more your body is able to burn um you know and even when we're doing these lifts make sure that you are staying tense like make sure when you're doing the lifts this is something that i did not i was not familiar with a long time when i was lifting was making sure that you're basically flexing through a, a whole lift so when you're squatting making sure that we got those glutes and hams activated but also when we stand up at the top we're we're activating those quads as well so we flexing then we go back down and do it again so you flex go down do it again same thing with your bench press i know bench press for me a lot of times i talked about my chest when i grow but it's the fact that i will let my chest relax through the whole the whole set of the bench the bench press so i would basically be lifting with my arms my chest would do a little work but not enough to activate you know growth and that uh, activation of those uh of the mgh um you know that mechanical growth hormone and stimulates that uh get some of that insulin and, and all that stuff going in there and um stimulate that growth and so you know the summation of this podcast um is add isometrics into your routine if you're looking to get stronger you can't go wrong with yielding isometrics and you can't go wrong with uh overcoming isometrics but add isometrics into your routine because they are not dead they are yet alive and it's something that if you add in there it has so many benefits man like you will be amazed at how you i mean like for for guys who are older um and maybe like I know for me, I'm 29, and once I got past 20, like 24, 25, I was I noticed that my body was not as hard as when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, so on and so forth. Now some of that was due to lifestyle change, and some of that was due, you know, of course, lifestyle change, like not lifting as much, um, you know, not watching what I eat, this, that, whatever. But some of that do was due to because, you, of course, you know, our hormones peak out, uh, our testosterone levels peak out at a certain age. And then, of course, you know, you have to you have to do things, to keep those levels up. But also uh, my body was not as hard and adding isometrics into what I was doing helps uh, harden the body because with bigger muscles, you're able to get that harder look and knock that fat out and um you know, do what you want to do as a, as a man. I know, uh, you know, they talk about dad by this and that, whatever, but these are some simple things you can add to add the strength and also add, you know, when you get more muscle recruitment, like yielding isometric, yielding isometrics. I'm gonna say this too, before I, before I end this yielding isometrics gives us a 15% strength increase, um, radially, um, within our, our lifts, um, and that also gives us the same thing as far as muscle recruitment and muscle breakdown. It's like 15% up and down from where you, wherever you are paused at, so wherever you're holding it at. 
um, within that range of motion. So <clears throat> if you're trying to get, you know, trying to build more of a solid body, a solid foundation, add those isometrics in, into what, what you're doing because isometrics can be done from amateur athletes to professional athletes and the results are the same over and over time and time again. And so, as I said, guys, I know I went a long, long time after I said I'm about to wrap this up into my conclusion or whatever. But, guys, just make sure that you're doing what you need to do each and every day. Make sure that you're taking these tools and make sure you, you're adding these things into what, what it is that you're doing. Make sure that you're listening to this podcast and an active listener, taking notes, adding what, what we're talking about into your routine and see the results, man. This is free information, guys. Like, you can't – I'm giving this to you free of charge. And – um Make sure that you're doing things the legends do. Make sure we're getting 1% better each and every day. Man, make sure that you're staying on the grind, man. Remember, you cannot cheat the grind. You cannot cheat. You can't take it. It ain't no shortcuts. It ain't no easy way out. Whenever you you going at it, whenever you you working out and you going hard in the paint or what have you, remember that you just have to you just have to stick with it because the end result is greater than the pain that you're facing right now. And so, until next time, y'all have a good a good and safe weekend um make sure that you're doing what you need to do and stay out of trouble and until next time be legendary